surrealism, hacking, an overbite, a guy who was gay in a movie. We cover it all in this episode of Series Finale about the finale of Mr. Robot. Let's find a show we never seen Kings, queens, and folks, we're Woo. here. This is Series Finale Podcast, the only podcast where three comedians discuss the final episode of a show they've never, never even, even seen. seen. I'm John Paul. I'm Zach. And I'm Jack. We put out this episode every Sunday night, and on Thursday nights, we put out a bonus episode where we discuss a pilot. So head over to patreon.com, check us out there, $5 a month, four episodes. Uh, check yeah. us out on social we got hilarious videos, Pornhub, YouTube, and uh, <laughs> Instagram. And join our Facebook group where some of our fans make some incredible content. And if you yeah. don't have Facebook like a lot of young people, just uh, you know, use your boomer mother's computer <laughs> to join the Facebook group. Just sign her up for that. And mm. uh, while you're there, go ahead and... Uh, go ahead and... Ah, fuck. Facebook's <laughs> basically LinkedIn at this point. Yeah. All right. So we're talking. I was it Mr. Oh, Robot. Yeah. You should you sign up on your computer, and we're talking all about computers today. We're talking a lot about computers. I think. I don't really know. I didn't really <laughs> get the whole hacker angle. Other Very than not prominent in this no. episode. This show is also. You know what it reminded me a lot. What of? What did it remind you of, King? Um, Neon Genesis. Evangelion. Neon Evangelion. I would say there's some similarities. They had a very. This show had a very anime vibe to it. Now, some people might be going, "Oh, Evangelion." Let me go back and listen to that. Well, but you can't you because can't. that is deep archive. <laughs> uh, that's under the effort wall. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, there, you know, a lot of people believe it's because we started fresh with a new thing. But Jack and Zach just had too many uh, slurs on the old show, so <laughs> had to put it away. Had right. to put it away. Zach and I did have the previous podcast to this, and and a lot like Mr. Robot, there's different evolutions of this one man. You yeah. know, like series yes. finale. So the and that episode we actually had on uh, famous comedian Terrence Pennington. Oh, well, we just talked to him we, on the we phone did just talk we did. To him. there are some allegations out there no, don't I'm say I'm that kidding. i'm kidding i'm kidding he's a beautiful boy out in texas no where's he la california uh so this show starred rami malik rami malik right why is he famous he is famous for the sh- the movie about freddie mercury bohemian rhapsody. Oh, bohemian rhapsody also people say rami rami malik a lot because he's more famous than the hulu star Rami Yusuf Yusuf But people right. talk about Rami a lot And so you say Rami And then people say Oh Rami Malik And then you forget His last name's Yusuf So you say yeah So you've actually oh, Thought wow. about Rami Malik yeah, a lot That happens like t- Twice a day That's to happened me. to me yeah. At least three times In the past month <laughs> I always forget Rami's last name And people do think Rami Malik I convinced my girlfriend She just watched Bohemian Rhapsody She was crying And she said It was like Really emotional And That I, stuns me That a movie about Queen Could be good I know But she I convinced It's not I convinced her that uh, Freddie Mercury wasn't actually gay, that they made that subplot <laughs> up for the movie. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> how, did that, how did that work? Walk but he died was, of AIDS. Know, did she think she got it from straight sex like Shaq and Easy e <laughs> Yes, yes. 
<laughs> I was I was like, oh yeah, no, he wasn't actually gay. And she's like, oh, really? I he was. She goes, he was at least bisexual. He admits <laughs> to it. I was like, no, no, no. That they made that up just because uh, to sell more tickets. <laughs> It worked. She was like, "That's hilarious." Good. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, very heavily. Cri- I mean, not very heavily. Somewhat criticized Bohemian Rhapsody and Robbie Malek because uh, it kind of uh, it's kind of a PG story of Freddie Mercury's life, right. which was an R-rated life. Right. The guy they didn't show the anal sex. What, up yeah. Close. What are they expecting? I want to see the anal sex up close. <laughs> I'm I'm looking to see uh, some gaping scenes. If I'm if I because <laughs> oh I actually God. I went to see the movie in theaters with my girlfriend at the time and her mother. We all went to see it together. Was it uh, in adult cinemas? <laughs> and I was pissed off that there was no hot and horny scenes for us all to get worked up over together. Were there any scenes with him, like in a man? Who, Rami Malek? Yeah. I mean, uh, but Steve Steve Buscemi, <laughs> <laughs> Freddie Mercury, Freddie Mercury. Uh, yeah, he like kisses a guy chastely like once. It's very oh really. Well, did you see Brokeback Mountain? I did see Brokeback Mountain. Uh, Ang Lee, Asian excellence, yeah, yeah. Asian yeah. excellence in cinema this Bro- year. Brokeback movie is Brokeback Mountain. Is Brokeback movie sounds like it would be the parody of Brokeback <laughs> like, Mountain, like like, a like date not, movie scary yeah. movie genre. <laughs> Brokeback movie is just like the Wayans brothers direct like a fucking parody of a gay cowboy uh, ah, movie. It's, no, it's actually amazing if they did Brokeback movie one. And it's a parody just of all gay movies. So, like, the peach scene is in it. Yeah. All this stuff is in it from Call Me By Your Name. Then we've got just, it, it's a mishmash of all. Gay mo- oh, blue is the d- warmest blue, color. Blue is the warmest color. It's just two lesbians. Moonlight. Moonlight was gay? <sighs> Moonlight was gay. Or at least Bound, bisexual. Bound. I, uh, I I'm, trying to think of other, I'm trying to think of other gay films. Um, Bring it on. I'm such a straight man that I only watch straight stuff. <laughs> Bring it on was not gay. That was a little joke. It's oh, like a Britney oh. Spears style joke. Britney Spears not a joke. <laughs> it's like it's, it's a Britney's joke that Britney Spears would make to <laughs> Kevin Federline. Britney Spears is like a new age Barbara Streisand. She's a gay icon. Gay men love her. Oh, you know? okay. So so oh, they really it's like Britney Spears? It's like saying oh. Britney Spears is gay. It's like saying Bring It On is gay. It's just you yeah. know, liked. I don't even know when, gay <laughs> when did like, gay yeah. men start to go crazy. Is that true that gay men are into Britney Spears? I believe that's 99% true. Some of our listeners, please weigh in <laughs> with your sexuality and your thoughts <laughs> on Terrence, Britney. Terrence, let us know what you think. Yes. Um, so this show, not about homosexuality at all. Yeah. Do you want to give us a broad strokes breakdown, Zach? I'm really going to try. Yeah. Elliot Alderson. Rami, not Rami Youssef, Rami Malek. <laughs> Plays this guy who's like overtaken Elliot Alderson and he's assumed his identity and he tried to kill him. But there's also hallucinations in multiple personalities. Yeah. So it turns out that he is just one piece of Elliot, but he's overtaken all the personalities to become the defining personality. And it ends with him giving up and letting real Elliot out. Is that? It is a less interesting version of a similar concept, Split. By M. Night Shyamalan. I, I saw a lot of that M. One. Night Shyamalan, South Asian excellence in filmmaking. Yeah. Award. Well, in, in uh, Split, he has 23 personalities, which is way over the top. This one, he has five. In Split was really scary, and I was doing laundry during the time, and you had to go and run down to the basement. Oh, and I was spooky. The old it's spooky not a horror movie. at 55 it's Cherry. spooky. Dude, the, you the, don't understand. Suspense. James McAvoy is jacked to shit in it, though. Right. Suspense equals spooky. Yes. <laughs> it Just was, like any tenseness. Yes, I You're watching it. a breakup scene, you're like, this is freaking me out. <laughs> it was too much. But even Mr. Robot there, it was some spooky scenes. <laughs> uh, Dude, this scene where he's in the 
the like fun house with like the Joker in the back. That yep. was scary. I don't. That was a, that was. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say I don't want to give this the Mitch Glazer treatment, but oh, oh to, go, to to really roast the. Creator I'm wondering if he was involved. The creator? But d- does anyone know any background? I'd like some background because this was very confusing. So that we watched the finale. It was a two part finale. We just watched part two, season four, episode thirteen, USA Network. This is a USA. This was a. This was the USA's biggest show in like a decade. So right, yeah. there, this was a hit. Well, you forgot this about Suits, but everybody <laughs> did because it was a meaningless <laughs> show starring a fake princess. Uh, this immediately right off the bat. Why is it USA? Why is it a star vehicle? Rami Malek. Yeah. Yeah. He's crazy. And what in the hell was this show about? <laughs> I think the show is about robots. Was he a robot? I no. thought he was a human oh, being. I've seen the first episode of the show. What? Yeah. That's I've a seen the first episode. Off the pod. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys picked it and I was asleep and I woke up and he was like already picked. So I was like, oh, yeah, whatever. It doesn't matter. And I almost, I saw, I've only seen the first episode. Why did yeah. we pick it and why did you watch I the first episode? I picked it because I uh, Googled shows that have ended in the last year and this was one of them. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, when it came out, like a guy that I worked with was like, "Oh, it's a great show. You got to check yeah. it out." So I watched the first. Well, episode. I mean, some of these people that you've worked with or gone to movies with have turned out to have bad <laughs> off the clock <laughs> activities. Yeah. So You're talking we? about a case. Look, if you Google Thousand Oaks, California, Acorn uh, murder. Yeah, dude, that's crazy. Why did that your buddy kill that lady? Not a buddy, acqua- <laughs> acquaintance. Uh, your blood brother, your br- Eskimo brother. <laughs> You're bringing up a, a murder case that is ongoing, <laughs> and uh, it was his mother. Wow, but you know we don't know. She could have been talking real strong. Right. <laughs> allegedly, oh allegedly, oh it is alleged, right? Yeah, it's alleged. But anyway, yeah. So I I watched the first episode of the show. It's about uh. <laughs> is that the guy who recommended it to you? No, <laughs> it's about. It is about uh, a guy who is a, a working a kind of a boring job, and he's a computer hacker. And oh. did you like the first episode? Hypothetically, if you knew a guy who was going to prison for allegedly killing his mother, would you recommend <laughs> that he try to watch Mr. Oh Robot God. in the break room? <laughs> I uh, I liked to yeah I liked the first episode fine I didn't yeah. I didn't keep it I didn't keep it going but I heard people around me at the time talking about the show they were yeah, into it it was popular it was uh it, it was, was popular hit. yeah no I remember people talking about it too but I I actually just thought it was about like a robot future but apparently it's not at all <laughs> there is a lot of problems my fundamental problem with this show and I'll I'll leave it to one my fundamental problem with the show is one that is foundational to the texture of this program. There is a lot of silence, and there is a lot of complete lacking, not only of music, but of background noise. Okay. There's a lot of him just looking around rooms with his eyes. Yeah. There's a lot of reminiscing. There's a lot of incomplete scenes that end abruptly and without explanation, because like if he gets upset, the world starts shaking. Yeah. It's, it's unclear if that is actually happening to external actors or only to him, and then it spurs him into action. Right. He's he's cornered by a police officer at one point, and then the world starts shaking. He runs away, and then the whole thing's forgotten about. Right. Yeah, I, from what I took from it was that basically the first four, the first two thirds of the show is like in a dream world. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like the world shaking. These are things that are happening in his mind. The lady police officer was a terrible police officer. She right. should have been dog. 
That would have been way better. You think Dog could have brought in Mr. Robot? Dog would have never let that guy get away. She, the guy Dog wouldn't ro- even arrest him. He would have like he would have cuffed him and then like had a nice heart to heart with him, given him like, a cigarette, <laughs> prayed with him, <laughs> taken him to a meeting, and it would have been fine. Dog would have been like, "Oh man, we got we got a, a dead body here. We got to get rid of this so he doesn't get more charges." Now, Dog Big Daddy, we can't do that, Big Daddy. <laughs> you know that we can't do that. I was rest in peace, Beth. <laughs> I was in a room in Saugus, Massachusetts last weekend with three. Female police officers, three women cops. Really, three of them. Bang, Did they bang, bang. stop and frisk you? No, they didn't. They were wonderful officers of the law. <laughs> uh, do you tell them that uh, all cops are evil and you want to take them down? I'm not an A cab guy. Yeah, all cops are bastards. I don't believe that. No, no, I'm kind of fine with the police You're overall. Canceled. Overall, yeah. I I like I would love to never see the police because I do often feel nervous around the police because it is possible that you Warner could somehow end up shot dead for no reason. <laughs> Warner Brother, I love Warner <laughs> so Brother. So I do feel nervous around the police, but I wish there were more police on the train. Sometimes I wish they weren't. I wish the train was free, but there were cops around, just in case. You know. No, yeah. And if you were in a dream world like uh, Mr. Robot, you could make that happen. We actually see some uh, New York City subway shots in the show. Yes. Do you yeah. feel that way? Because I felt like he was actually subject to the dream world. Right. I didn't feel like he was manipulating a lot mm. in the dream world. Well, Good it's confusing. Point. That side of his personality was being manipulated manipulated in the dream world. That like evil side of him. But I think that the uh, like the Christian Leitner side of his personality. Christian Slater. Christian Slater. Or Who's Christian Leitner <laughs> hit the last minute buzzer beater for Duke in 1989. <laughs> NCAA championship. Christian Slater uh, character was in control of what was actually going on. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I mean, this was a, this was a confusing it's, ass finale. It's so, very meta, but it's very the, the songs are beautiful, and I love the last scene. M83. Yes, M83. Higher and higher. <laughs> I have. The, I like Dude, that song. It's such a good song. Ooh, you like the song? Yeah. Jump Paul never likes music. <laughs> Dude, I have I have like six M83 albums on my phone. I really like albums. Three. Wow. Yeah, I'm a big M83 fan. That's sick, dude. Well. Don't hit related artists MS13 and end up joining the Salvadorian street gang. Uh, Higher and not, and then it's <laughs> just great. Like, it's the eyeball and it's the reels of I think probably the entire television show. I thought it was there were some beautiful shots in the show. Dude, there was there a, were beautiful shots, but I would have liked to go see this at like the Leslie University School of Fine Arts. Uh, Senior showcase and watch it on a multimedia TV. There this was miserable plot wise. <laughs> plot wise, this was miserable. I mean, there was very little plot to push forward, but I, I mean, I'm a fan of surrealism stuff like this. When we did The Prisoner, and I like that. This was Prisonerized. Let yeah. me tell you how hard this was to follow as a guy who didn't know the storyline. Yeah. I had a tougher time following this than I did the storylines during WWE. Uh, SmackDown's holiday show at Barclays <laughs> Center, and that is very hard to follow if right, you come right. on up. Because it's years. Ah, I know? mean, that's the risk you take, I guess, with right. the format of our show. But this show is about a hacker, right. and uh, yeah. I wanted to reminisce on a time that I actually did some hacking and really? infiltrated an organization. Interesting. Right. I, I also was a hacker. At one really? Point. I was, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I was a hacker for the Apple iPhone. I was the guy who invented the policy to record your in-person conversations using the microphone to then send you tailored ads. Oh, God. I had been aspiring to leave my day job to pursue something more creative for years, in part to fulfill my passion, uh, but also mostly to meet chicks, to have romantic relationships, find guys to invite me to a fantasy football league with, (laughs) 
and find chicks who like Lizzie Warren that I could bully with Bernie memes on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> I decided to become a stand-up comedian. So I started hacking the phones of comics to steal jokes and be inspired by their funny, ball-busting banter with friends offstage. Hmm. However, I was very disappointed. Their Instagrams were almost exclusively a list of show dates, pictures of them performing on empty shows that had already happened, (laughs) and screenshots of tweets that got 52 likes. (laughs) (laughs) The only comic I found even remotely funny was Carlos Mencia, who had been wrongly persecuted (laughs) Allegedly for his joke stealing, but probably because of his Mexican heritage. (laughs) However, my hacking did help me become privy to some in-person comedy town drama that would have been perfect for a screenplay. Hmm. Every city had a local comedians group where people would accuse others of plagiarism, (laughs) assault, sexual (laughs) deviance, and they would advertise bringer shows. (laughs) I ended up joining the Comics of Quad City, Iowa Facebook group and got a lot of great stories. From the goldmine of stories, I wrote a screenplay called From Preacher to Profeta, the Spanish word for prophet. The story was about a man named David Wong, a half-Jewish, half-Chinese, evangelical Christian comedian. (laughs) The movie opens with David Wong doing his famous opening line, I'm a half-Jewish, (laughs) half-Chinese comedian, which means I'm good at driving, but I do math while I drive. <laughs> As David climbs the ladder of the local comedy scene, his wife is gets lonely and starts expo- experimenting with Polly Amory and having sex with the host of David's favorite open mic. <laughs> Eventually, David means learns that Polly Amory means my li- wife has left me, changed the locks, and now has sex with one guy, the guy who used to host my favorite open <laughs> mic. Eventually, David quits comedy after he has a huge bomb at a club audition. He's on stage doing his big closer when a Puerto Rican puppet came parachuting in (laughs) on a massive pair of women's panties. (laughs) The Puerto Rican puppet totally roasts Daniel and says his ex-wife is a pootie. And uh, (laughs) Daniel quits and starts writing medium posts about how evil Trump is and how the puppet then starts his own religion and becomes a profeta. (laughs) <laughs> I wrote the movie and became a star. The comedians of the Quad City Iowa's Facebook group felt that things sounded too close to their real lives, <laughs> and they accused me of plagiarism. They went on Ari Shafir's podcast to trash me. Skeptic Tank? For being a joke thief, yes. <laughs> N- but nobody heard the pod, except Carlos Vincia, who decided to defend my honor by kamikazing a helicopter into Ari's house to destroy the pod. <laughs> oh, damn. Wow, dude. That's wild. You wrote that screenplay, huh? Yeah, I wrote it. What was it it called? From Preacher to Prophet. Oh, that's right. I forgot. (laughs) So I was actually a computer hacker for a little bit. Uh, My main targets were kids illegally pirating Disney movies and turning them into authorities. This was a very uh, lucrative and morally just um, hacking, but something was missing in my life. After being bored hacking... I walked into the movies. It was uh, around. It was July of 2016. I didn't actually want to watch anything. I just wanted to mock something. So I said, "I'll have one ticket to the All Ladies Ghostbusters film." <laughs> oh, answer the call. <laughs> As I started to watch the film, though, I started to genuinely laugh and enjoy myself. When I left the movies, I decided to use my hacking ability on Hollywood and turn all movies into all women reboots. <laughs> 
My Twitter <laughs> handle was at more gash in movies. Oh my god! <laughs> I would t- <laughs> I would take classics and stick woman into them. Like Saving Private Ryan was now Saving Private Ashley, starring <laughs> Meg Ryan. People praise me, especially for my remake of Triumph of the Will. Oh my God. Starring Rhea Remini, Natalie Portman, <laughs> Charlize Theron, uh, Scarlett Johansson, and Leslie Jones. <laughs> Hollywood was scared of all my success, but didn't know how to take me down. Then a movie came across my way, Transamerica, a 2005 hit starring Felicity Huffman. In this movie, a trans woman is played by a woman. So I hacked into the Hollywood mainframe and uh, per, per, uh, replaced her with a better representative, Laverne Cox. Nice. I went to bed, but that morning woke up to thousands of death threats. I had accidentally replaced Felicity Huffman not with Laverne Cox, but with LeVar Burton. (laughs) (laughs) It was being accused of trans erasure. I begged for forgiveness on Twitter, but it was to no avail. I I made a compromise, though, and replaced LeVar Burton with Scarlett Johansson, and everyone was happy. (laughs) (laughs) So people were really tweeting at at more gash in movies. Yeah. <laughs> Being upset? <laughs> yes, dude. They couldn't get over it. <laughs> so your hacking was to not remake movies, but just like Photoshop <laughs> them and somehow also get everyone to watch. The deep fakes. They were deep, deep fakes. fakes. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Those are hot. Yeah. The deep fakes are hot right now. <laughs> right. And it's very easy. If you have any, like, Zach and I have been killing it with all these clips we're putting out for the podcast. Of course. We're actually even better at deep fakes. So you did deep fakes, not pornographically. That's kind of a milestone in the deep fake world. Well, I started with pornos, but yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I, I moved to hone your skills. Yeah, of course, Rocco Sofredi is now played <laughs> by uh, Miley Cyrus. <laughs> Ooh, make it wink, make it wink. <laughs> Rocco Sofredi, a classic. Um, yeah, so I was also a hacker as well. Now, as a hacker, I was well known in hacking communities online. I had started hacking young. Hacking my school, hacking my job, and my friends to see what their secret kinks were. Whoa. My hacking handle was BDI, which stood for Basic Decoding Initiative. <laughs> I, lived in, I lived in Silicon Valley with my black wife, Janet, and my Chinese husband, <laughs> Li Wei. One night, Li Wei dragged us to a karaoke night with some people from his work. Now, Li Wei worked at a Chinese market. His job was, to, uh, his job was killing chickens and rabbits to hang in the windows to freak out white people. <laughs> The karaoke club was heavily Chinese, and everyone was belting out <laughs> tunes like Toxic by Britney Spears and the Friends theme in hilarious accents. When Lee Wei saw me snickering at the accents, we got into a fight, and Lee Wei stormed off. I sat at the bar drinking when I heard the voice of an angel. It was international superstar, actor, stuntman, and singer Jackie Chan belting out It's Raining Men. As he got off stage, I, uh, I bought him a drink, and we began to talk. One thing led to another, and he made love to me in the bathroom. (laughs) The beautiful sound of Asian karaoke serenading me as Jackie and I had sex. Jackie found out that I was a skilled hacker and said I could come work for his government. And Jackie invited me to come back to China with him, and I happily agreed and told Janet we had a new man for our throuple. Oh, my God. (laughs) We flew to Beijing and moved in with Jackie. I publicly defected to China on YouTube and also publicly kicked Li Wei out of our throuple and started hacking for the Chinese government. (laughs) 
We lived with Jackie and were waited on by Uyghur <laughs> servants that Jackie called slaves and treated horribly. Jesus, wow. Jackie. At my new job, I, I hacked Ted Cruz and liked a porn video on Twitter. I released a series of stolen nudes of celebrities that became known as The Fappening. And I created a deep fake video of comedian Ari Shafir mocking Kobe Bryant's death. <laughs> President G liked my work, but things were very bad at home. Jackie was very cruel to our Uyghur slaves. And when I asked him why he and his government treated them so badly, he just repeated, it's a complicated situation until I stopped asking. <laughs> Janet, on the other hand, absolutely loved it in China. She'd actually left mainland China to travel to Hong Kong uh, because uh, to travel to Hong Kong to join the riot squads beating protesters savagely for demonstrating <laughs> against the Chinese government. <laughs> I spent my nights alone as Jackie hit the town hacking uh, as Jackie hit the town. Hacking into, okay, sorry. I spent my nights alone, uh, hacking into Leeway's webcam, and pining for my old love. One night, <laughs> Jackie came home drunk, and when he saw that the Uyghur servant hadn't shaved, Jackie karate kicked him through a sliding glass door, and that was it. <laughs> I flew to Hong Kong. And I picked up Janet, and we flew back to the states, where I found Leeway and beady eyed. I begged, demanded, and insulted Leeway until he joined the thruple again, and I could start working on regaining my U.S. citizenship. <laughs> I would dude. love a shirt that's your face in the middle, Leeway's <laughs> face on the left, Janet's face on the right, and it says family. <laughs> we need that shirt. Oh, God. That could be our best and first piece of merch. Easy. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, you know, uh, you know, it's it shows that even a perfect polyamorous like uh, uh, relationship it can have issues. I sure. I have a request it's, for it's our next it. Patreon episode. Apparently, the first thruple has been featured on the HGTV show House Hunters. Whoa. Oh, I heard about this. Yeah, this I is heard about blowing this. up. How big is the house? You think big enough for three? <laughs> How big is the bed? Is the real question. <laughs> Damn, dude. What um is it a black woman and an Asian man and a half Mexican man? <laughs> is it a, yeah, is it a true thruple? <laughs> that is the truest. Oh, you know like gold star lesbians and like gold star gay yeah. or whatever, and they like don't fuck they've never yeah, seen yeah, a penis yeah. or whatever. That should be like the there's only one true thruple. It's three different races. <laughs> yes, what if you yes. were a gold star poly and you had never been in a relationship <laughs> with just one person? You had always been with two to four. Well, that, that's the classic gold star poly. Situation. How do you get the first if you've never been single? You, you you've never been in a monogamous. So you, you can only both join right. a existing one or get two at the same spontaneous. time. Spontaneous. Yeah. Spontaneous. Combined. Like just say like, hey, you want to go out? And then if a lady's walking by, hey, you too. <laughs> and what about like? No, you always say y'all want to go out, <laughs> so you get yeah. more than one person. There one. probably is a gold star. Th Thruple person out there that's Maybe. always on Yeah, they're probably 16 and active on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what would also be like kind of nerve wracking? Put you in a tough bind if you were a gold star thruppler. You would have to like, oh, like one of them's leaving. One of them's like, "Hey, I'm out of the thruple," and you have to be, like, "I'm out too." I guess, yeah, yeah. You know? Or you just treat it like a like a roommate situation. You desperately search on uh, Craigslist. Right. And you desperately search on. Uh, you have a month. <laughs> you know, you have one month to get somebody else to join. You the have thruple. to find. Yeah, you can't leave until you replace yourself. <laughs> yes. You'll just break in the lease. <laughs> you don't get your security deposit back. Have you ever met an actual thruple? I never have. No, I've just heard stories of people. 
being in bad relationships. Yeah, breaking, <laughs> coming to slow terms with the end of their own. <laughs> I mean, I know, uh, I know a guy who's. Uh, what do you call it? Polly? I have the ultimate take on polyamory, though. Let's the hear. ultimate this take. This is a huge, the ridiculous take. Okay. <laughs> this is a guy who was at the Square One Mall last week. Poly, <laughs> polyamory is not new. Sleeping with multiple people is not new. It's right. the idea of empathy and feeling the need to tell your partner, everyone you're having sex with, that's new. You know, mm-hmm. Men, your grandmothers, because grandmothers had sex more sex than most millennials. Yeah. Okay, so you want to say okay, <laughs> they boomer? Sluts. They they Hors. had sex with all these Naughty different men. Boys. They would date people at the same time. People yeah. our age, you go on one date, you need to define the relationship. You know, you can't see multiple people. Uh, Angelo Dundee, his wife was going on dates until the day they were married. You know, because if you're not married, you're not married, right? So, so the day before they got married, she went on I'm a date. I'm being exaggerated, <laughs> but he had been dating. This was the part that struck Who's me the Angelina most. Who's Angelina Dundee? Is that Ange- Crocodile Dundee's Ange- wife? Yeah. No, Angelo Dundee is Chris Dundee's brother and Muhammad Ali's trainer, later trainer to Sugar Ray Leonard. <laughs> How would anybody fucking know that person? <laughs> and many people know Angelo. Dundee. <laughs> Fight fans do. Okay, uh, Henry Cavill. Maybe more the white community doesn't know about it, but the Italians, Mexicans, and black folks know about Angela. <laughs> and so this struck me is that he was writing in the 50s and he's having all this sex and his wife was, his girlfriend was having all this sex and he'd be like, yeah, we've been dating for about two and a half years but I hadn't been engaged to her yet so I figured whenever she went back home to Carolina she was seeing other people. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it was just like that. And now we got to get sensitive, call it polyamory. Hey, Erasure, the original polyamorous guy, we know him. He's being exploited, he's been patronized, and he's been discriminated against because he's queer, as a poly man. That would be Joseph Smith, Brigham Young. <laughs> Whoa. The original poly guy. <laughs> the founder yes. of Mormonism? Yes. Founder of polyamory. <laughs> <laughs> that is true, actually. Wow. I never thought of it like that, but now I'm all in. Now I just have to convince the wife. There's a bill uh, in the Utah Senate to allow consensual bigamy again. Why just bigamy? Just two wives? Uh, I don't know. What it's if you want more? <laughs> they should Damn, have. you're ambitious. Yeah, why Why would it? Like, what does it matter anyways? If it's like not hurting anybody, then it should be allowed. It should definitely be allowed, and it could be practical. I think right. it's possible, but you can also get into situations like um, where uh, on paper it should be good, but then in practice it might be used to like uh, to influence or coerce people into doing things they want to do. Really? But like how? Uh, because if like... Uh, I just don't want a guy to have a bunch of wives. It's not fair to me. Do you feel that Andrew <laughs> Yang is opposed to polygamy? Andrew <laughs> Yang, if this bill passes, Andrew Yang will go to Colorado and rip it up and then grab all the women from the men and give one to me. <laughs> I want one. <laughs> give it to me, Andrew. Do you, I, I, do you think that um, this is going to be like when are women going to start having multiple men? I think, it, I mean, that does happen. Yeah, I think but it the, seems like from it. the polyamory stories we hear about. Is the usually woman is a usually woman with multiple men. Whore. No, the woman <laughs> usually just has more sex partners and is more loved. Right, because it's easier for a woman to get dick. Well, it's the classic example. It's easier for a woman to get laid on any given weekend, but it's easier for an ugly man to have an attractive girlfriend. Huh? It's kind of one of the great paradoxes that I've thought about. <laughs> you know, you know. Yeah, you thought about I it. I don't really think about that. I don't. I don't even know what you're talking about. It's easier. For a woman for, to l- get let me dick. put it no no let me put it this way all right and we'll, we won't use crass <laughs> terms like that let's say it's let's say you got an ugly man and an ugly woman and they yeah. don't want to pair together okay yeah they don't know each other one they live far away it's January first 
There's okay. a lot of hypotheticals. It's January 1st. <laughs> We're going to go to the end of the year. By December 31st, it would be easier for the ugly woman to get laid dozens of times. Yeah. But it would be easier for the ugly man to end up with a girlfriend by the end of, of the, the year. year. Ugliness doesn't hamper a man in a relationship, but it hampers a man getting laid. Okay. And ugliness doesn't hamper a woman getting laid, but it hampers a woman to be invited to meet someone's parents. Because as I've talked about with one of my other friends, is that women, uh, uh, mothers, love their sons to get <laughs> laid. Like, all mothers want their sons to get to laid. Get pussy. Yes. And they, they really just want it to be a hot woman. Like, yeah. mothers don't want their son to be with an ugly woman. So this would be the thing, you know? Right. My mom once, like, broke up with a girl for a bit. <laughs> Because what? she was ugly? Not because she was ugly. She, she just, did it for you? Yeah, dude. She uh, had her make the call? No, no, no. We were like, she was visiting, and we were at home, and oh um, it was, I was like bringing the girl to the airport, and my mom was just like sat her down before, and was just like, he's in a bad place. You really should not. Oh, is this the one you fled the country from? No, this is a different one. <laughs> She was just like, you can do better. He's a mess. Like, and then I she high fived you on the way out <laughs> and was like, call Myrtle. <laughs> she basically just told the girl, and it was funny because I was driving the girl to the airport. I was like, hey, what my mom wanted to talk about, and she was like, she basically said that I'm wasting my time with you. And then did she break up with you? <laughs> yeah, we like stopped seeing each other pretty soon after that. <laughs> Interesting. Really? Wow. I know it is weird, but it wasn't like a bad thing. I don't think my mom meant it maliciously. Did you? No. Did how you old go? Were you? Did you? Ask? I was like probably twenty. It's probably just good advice for everybody. <laughs> right. 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 Did you, did you happen to ask your mom why she's cock blocking you? Yeah. I said, bitch. Well, <laughs> I think John Paul knows what I'm thinking. This is kind of your mother getting involved in your romance was a bit. <laughs> Of like, an, it was perhaps an arranged situation. <laughs> no, that could be because of the changing cultural mores and demographics of your now predominantly Indian American community <laughs> of Shrewsbury, Massachusetts. Oh, I thought you were just going to talk about how they uh, they always talk about sex. Oh yeah, no. No, that's a Burke family trait. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no. they don't. They can't. They can't break bread at Thanksgiving without talking about who had a hard come last <laughs> night. <laughs> about who broke off the best ass. <laughs> Uh, make it a wink. Make it a wink. <laughs> <laughs> so, you guys are jerks. But, all right, let's talk Remy, right? Um, Rami Malik. Rami Malik. Yeah, the show has a lot of. Um, uh, it's like it's a lot of this. Like, who are you? I am uh, me. Am I not you? It's like very. Uh, you know, they talk in circles around each other. You don't know what the fuck is going on. He seems to have had two love interests during the show. Uh, one brunette, one blonde. Yeah. Um, they the. Blonde is like a figment of his imagination, I guess. The brunette is there by his side when he comes out of the coma. Um, that girl looked blonde to me. I don't I know if she that. was brunette. Coma? Is it a coma or coma? Coma. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, is in a, he's, he's been injured. It looked, it, from not watching the first part of this episode or this fr- of the series tonight, it seemed like he averted a nuclear meltdown somehow with his hacking ability, right. but that it put him in a coma for a time. While he's in that coma, he is wrestling with the idea of his disassociative identity disorder and his multiple personalities. Yeah. If you guys thought your personality would split and fraction in the way that his has, do you guys think about like which parts of your personality would become dominant and kind of like come out 
my Italianness. <laughs> that would be a separate personality. Yes, <laughs> I'd call it the coma because I'd get out of it and I'd go coma. Pass me the gravy, huh? <laughs> my personality would shift. I would bur- I would sh- it would split like the film. Yeah, and uh, I would have uh, I would have the personality that I have, and I talk to you, and I'm like a really nice, cool yeah. guy that everybody likes, and no one <laughs> says is fat. Um, <laughs> and I would have the habitator. Ooh. And the habitator is a bad boy. What is hab- oh, yeah. The habitator takes nuance. And you know what the worst thing is? He lives in an apartment. <laughs> Ooh. That is scary. How wasteful Zach, is that? Throwing away rent every month? That is crazy wasteful. <laughs> Zach, do you think that you would split between uh, the Italian and the Indian? And so <laughs> your, your, your uh, Deepak voice would come out more often? It's definitely maybe. You know, it, it depends where I decided to settle. If I decided to settle in a predominantly Indian American community. <laughs> like Shrewsbury. Yeah, maybe. That, maybe. And Jack's case, I would come. We all yeah, know. yeah, no. My, um, yeah, I, I, I would, uh, I, I don't think I have many personalities. I just got one, and it's selfless. <laughs> <laughs> what about, um, the personality that is like you have the part of you that like loves that loves uh like activity and sports and just pounding pussy yeah but you also the part of your personality that uh dutifully studied the holocaust for four years right <laughs> right right um i think that that one would probably be washed away mostly <laughs> i kind of drank it away anyway <laughs> you, you know? oh what if you guys had drinking personalities oh that would be my indian personality <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's kind of an interesting thought. If you have disassociative personality, can one of your personalities ah! be an alcoholic and, and one of your personalities be uh, a drinker? So that way, like, for instance, if I saw one of you guys at an old mic slinging back whiskeys, I went to confront like, you. Yeah. You might just be able to like, hey, this is Jerry. It's not yeah. it's not me. And if you go to one meeting, but you have 90 personalities, does right. that count as 90 and 90? <laughs> But to switch, you just have to go to the bathroom and sit in a different chair every time. <laughs> so the whole meeting, you're just walking around, peeing, and then switching chairs. Yes. Imagine oh, holding. Imagine just pouring all those styrofoam coffee cups, though. For all those People would get pissed if you kept getting all the chips, though. <laughs> oh, boy. The, this show, um, yeah, why? this guy's famous. Was he famous before the show? Not really, no. But I think the show was like the thing that sort of catapulted him into like being like a guy who's in acting in films these Much days. Much more than a guy like Henry Cavill, who never really had that <laughs> one role. Now we mentioned a little bit about uh, Rami Malek, uh, um, Elliot, and his multiple personalities, and how he's in this dream state. We're gonna play a clip here, and I need to kind of, I can just kind of set this one up a bit because it's a little bit weird, like the show. Um, He's in this sort of dream, and he's uh, being confronted with all these images, and he sees an image. Uh, he talks to sort of a, an image of his therapist who reveals something very shocking to, uh, to Elliot. She reveals something incredibly shocking to Elliot. A personality created to carry Elliot's rage. Fuck society. I was angry. I hated myself. Angela's dead. She's fucking dead. And we need to work on your anger issues, Elliot. Shut up! The vigilante hacker. Elliot always imagined being. I don't just hack you, Krista. I hack everyone. One that sought vengeance. Sometimes I dream of saving the world, saving everyone from the invisible hand. You had it coming. They all do. The top 1% of the 1%, the ones who play God without permission, and now I'm gonna take them down. 
the personality that had gained so much control. There's something inside me that can't let go of what we started. He forgot. They all think I'm the ringleader. Oh my God, Elliot, did you forget again? Something is going on with you, Elliot. You have not been the same the past couple of months. He forgot he was only just another personality. Elliot? No, the other one. Are you Elliot Alderson? How do I take off a mask when it stops being a mask? Is this you or? It's me. Sometimes my mask takes over. He sometimes can become a different person. See me, Elliot Alderson. I am here. I'm the only one that exists. You are not Elliot. You are the mastermind. And now it's time for you to give that control back to the host, the real Elliot. So yeah, the show's like makes no fucking sense. <laughs> <laughs> it's all in a dream world. There's all these personalities and shit. Rami is also, he's like, at some point he's, um, he's like, I think he's a hacker who like puts like child porn on people's computers to get Dude, them arrested. Dude, if that's in, true, I hate that. Well, yeah. no, in the scene, the, uh, in the yeah. scene, that's actually a, a scene from the first episode. Oh, I remember really? this. What yeah. does he do? He He's like, he, I forget why he's coming into conflict with this guy, but he's threatening to expose the fact that he has child pornography, not oh. to put it there How himself. does he know the guy has that? Oh, wait, you know what, actually? Maybe you're right. I think I'm <laughs> he right. He might. He might. He might set people up with uh, oh, with like, as what you hate could be call, calling it kitty porn. Isn't that <laughs> what uh, Peter Townsend did? No. Peter Townsend claimed in his defense that <laughs> when he was found with child pornography's computer, that he was just researching <laughs> yeah, online that's the for same a book. Thing, yeah. Right. Right. But then when they looked at his notes, they were all filled with jizz. So they <laughs> really? that. no. <laughs> <laughs> no, not but really. But the book never did come out, which is <laughs> interesting. It's to claim it as research is always pretty wild. There was he actually should have just said a febophile. That was, he should have done that. There was famously like uh, on that show. What was the Catch a Predator? Always, always, at least once an episode, a guy would come in and be like. I was actually coming in here to warn her that this oh, is bad behavior. That was a classic <laughs> move, dude. Yes. The, Get I, out. I love to catch a predator, dude. The fucking idea, those the the situation those guys are in is literally m- probably the worst thing I could think of to be situation to be in. But you Besides get yourself in. You get yourself yeah, into yeah. it. You know, I don't feel really bad. Some for of these, these guys. online kids. I mean, they, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Um, so, well, well, maybe they were counting in dog years. But, you know, maybe they that 14. Oh, but that's what they stopped. That's, it's 96 <laughs> in dog years. Someone I know Mike recently said something about, like, that's why uh, To Catch a Predator is still on the air. To Catch a Predator has been off the air for, like, 15 years. Yeah, do you want to go lot. call them out at the next mic you do? <laughs> uh, a few I'm weeks ago, someone <laughs> said this. I would not be surprised if a guy like me did that. Uh, somebody committed suicide, and uh, that was one of the main factors in what, like, why they stopped doing right, the show. Right. But... Uh, a bunch of people crowdsourced money and they got Chris Hansen to start a new crowdsourced web show, Yikes. which is a similar idea. Damn, so Chris Hansen is in bad financial shape. Yes. Tax fraud. And he, he on the jail. on the web show, he caught a guy that he personally knew. No. Yes. Yeah, a guy that he knew. Should we do that episode? Maybe. We yeah, can do it. Definitely he, it's a guy it's a guy that he's like not good friends with, but he would like they had the same commute. To work on the train, so he's like, I knew him, like not great, but like we would talk. Wait, on the train. where does Chris Hansen commute to on the train? Other <laughs> pedophiles' houses? 
<laughs> he takes the P train. <laughs> Dude, that's so weird. This show, but no, I don't think, I think he was like planting child porn on people's computers so that, because if, if it was more as like a, hey man, I know you've got child porn, so you have to do this for me, otherwise I'll turn you in. It's like, no, dude, you're, that's bad. You should turn him in. Yeah. You know? Dude, I, yeah, you hate the neighborhood pedophile, though. Yeah. I'm just, you, you have a neighborhood pedophile? No, Me? did you? We had like a town pedophile. Right. Who was like alleged. People like, oh, I think his name was Bradley. And he like, but he's in Klitschwitz, so he's harmless. <laughs> but he lived near the <laughs> What's he going to do? And yeah. it's one of those things that gets repeated so often. And he did have a criminal record, but it was unclear if he was actually a pedophile. But it was, yeah. it was like, dude, that's the pedophile. And sometimes he would cruise around and like talk to people in his like Lexus. And people were like, don't talk to him. He's the pedophile. And then people were like, oh, I know he's the pedophile. But uh, I don't know. His mail got delivered to my house or something crazy. Uh. We had a town pedophile. I think my, when me, my you sister went bought her house in Situate, I think she was like concerned because it was like across the street from the town pedophile. That'd be a different one. So I guess there's <laughs> multiple. But I mean, you're just like, uh, this is just what people said. You don't, you know. No, you don't you know. No, you don't know. But it is something that can be verified. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Did you ever go back and verify it? I think I did. One time there's he went into your alma mater, your college, and uh, ended up in some arrested at CVS. <laughs> oh, boy. Really? Yeah. How do do you think that they have the blue check mark on them on Twitter and Instagram <laughs> for verified pedophile? <laughs> 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 oh boy! Uh, all right, let's do Deepak Chopra. Something yes. you liked about the yeah, show? Yeah. Do you have any other things about the Mr. Robot? It's also a silly name. Uh, yeah. I mean, I uh, what's it called? He comes out of the coma. I got. I can't. I couldn't tell if it was his Elliot's personality or the mastermind that takes over. But yeah. then all the personalities like get together at the movies and they play that great song. Yeah. Hi. I mean, it was very artsy and surreal, and I'm, I eat this shit up. I, I was into it. that part, too. All right, my Deepak Chopra moment was the final scene with the eyeball in the reel of all the shows going through it. I thought that was cool. But that was actually all stuff from the Tommy Westfall universe. <laughs> my Deepak Chopra moment is something similar. There's a lot of close-ups on faces. Rami has nice pores. He has he good does. skin and yes. a, like, a very clean uh, look. So I envy his Rami Malik skincare routine is the only redeeming thing, and it's my <laughs> Deepak Chopra moment for this show, which is fitting because Deepak is a real health and wellness kind of guy. <laughs> <laughs> mm, okay. Uh, my Deepak Chopra moment would have to be all the uh, artsy and surreal imagery in the show. This kind of stuff, I like it. I think that the images of Rami Ma of Elliot... Uh, cramming his own dead body into a cardboard box are extremely powerful to me, and they're the things that I would like that would stick with me. Just seeing yeah. that, I think it was cool. Yeah, I meant it was it. powerful. Yeah, it was. It was. Um, all right, let's do a role play. That sounds great. I'll be um, I'll be Car Christian. I'll be uh, not Christian Slater, but uh, Carlton. What's his name? Christian Slater, the guy. Christian from the show? Slater. Yes. I will be Speaker of the House of Representatives for the state of Utah. Okay. Oh, okay. Sounds good. Um, I'll be, uh, I'll be Robbie Mock. I'll be Elliot. Hey, uh, what are you guys, what are you thinking, Robbie? You're, what's your name? Elliot. 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 What the hell is going on with your brain? You're all over the place Well, today. Mr. Robot, we're here in Utah. We're here to, we're here to stop a bill from getting passed. Well, that's what I wanted to talk to you about, Elliot. Oh. I was hoping you could do some hacking into the computers of uh, everybody in Utah. Yes. And kind of just like send them all a Facebook message. That says, uh, please vote yes on the polyamory bill. 
I don't know. Do you know what a hacker does? Because uh, you don't need a hacker for this. Well, I'm no. 79, so if <laughs> you know, I I think that hacking means you kind of get everybody. You get them all. You send them a message, right? Like sometimes I'll yeah. be on my computer and it says "hot singles, stinky feet," <laughs> you know, stuff like that. Yeah. And I yeah. always tell I say, my wife. She comes in, one of my wives, and I say, <laughs> "Oh, oh, I was hacked. I was hacked." Yeah. You know, so that's what hacking. I is. get that, man. I I also am, I subscribe to uh, Zach Brazow's foot <laughs> fed, uh, foot. Footphilia uh, website. Oh, the subreddit. Yes, it's uh, one of the best. No, uh, no, I, yeah. I don't think that's that, true. I went there. I got, loves yeah. Feet. Yeah. I, I got error 404 <laughs> not found. I so. mean, I think like I think his foot stuff is actually too extreme for me. Yeah, it's a little much. I don't need your penis to be in well, between the toes. Well, yeah. I just... I but want, he's from I mean, it, it, it fits so well. It fits. Uh, yeah. I want to know, how <laughs> can I hack? How I was thinking of also a hack for my re-election... Okay. I kind of want to send everybody an email <laughs> that says, please vote for me. Is that like a hacking situation? That's sort of just spam. <laughs> no, no, no. But it's a chain email? <laughs> yes. Yeah, We've, yeah. You know, as a hacker, I can tell you, what will increase the odds of the of the email being uh, sent popular. to others, being made popular, is if you put if you put a little image in it and it says, uh, if you stop scrolling, you will die in seven oh, days. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, good. That's a big yeah, hack. Or if you put it on, uh, we can put it on Craigslist and sort of do like, woman looking for woman. W-L-L. Yeah. Woman, woman looking for woman. Right. What's it like to have, uh, how many wives do you have? I have nine wives. Wow. Nine wives. Yep. So that's uh, that's that's even more than one for every day of the week. Is that two, so? You have is it one for every? Uh, f- is it f- one for Monday through Friday, and then you get two each on the weekends? To be honest with you, I really only get to sometimes sleep with my first wife, Carol. Um, but she told me a few years into the relationship yeah. that she was the lesbian stuff wasn't a phase. She was actually was attracted <laughs> to women, so she would recruit these oh. women, and they would come live with us. So they so all have sex with each other, right. but I kind of you're in the monogamy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I'll tell you, it's very expensive. I pay all oh, their bills. Geez, that's rough. <laughs> and it does. It's interesting. Is it because of you've got a bit of the Weinstein penis situation? No, going no. On? I am is it I, deformed? No, yeah, I'm no, man, it is. I'm no. s- I see it right I now. I have a huge penis, <laughs> and the problem is that just women are not that interested in men. I'm, uh, uh, it's a I'm new culture sweeping the nation that large penises are unattractive. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. Yours is especially unattractive. I don't know why. It's just really <laughs> grossing me out. <laughs> so I was. Do you always take your penis out when you talk and we have these meetings? <laughs> no, only with hackers. You know. <laughs> As a well, hey, I'll tell you, you're I wouldn't. I wouldn't be hacked. I wouldn't so. be. <laughs> I wouldn't be hacking that thing up. I'll tell you that. It looks hacked up. <laughs> it looks hawked on. <laughs> Did you spit on his cock? I did. I spit on it. I'm actor Christian later, and I'm here to suck this old man's dick. Well, <laughs> that's a very nice jackass intro. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. What do you get the show? Oh, man. I'm going to give this show a six. Uh, low on plot, high on visuals, and um, Rami Malek has an interesting overbite. I give this a zero, not even <laughs> worth watching for satirical purposes. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good night, America. You what did you oh, I give the show a I give the show a seven um, wow. because I like M eighty three. I think they make everything <laughs> seem more important than it is. Nice. Good night, guys.